Hey, Hopers. Today we are going to look at facing danger. And really the question, would God ask me to face danger in my life? I don't know how often you've asked yourself that or how often that question has come to mind with the things that have unfolded in your life, but I think it's a very real question, especially considering the way that we pray to God in our lives today. We assume that God's watch care over us means helping us to avoid all danger, all problems, or at least the big ones, the real scary ones. It's okay if I have a little problem that's quickly and immediately solved, but something that would really cost me something, some danger that's unresolved, some some real danger that it would be devastating and, and cost my life or take things that are dear away from me. We just don't process that well because we assume that God would never ask us to face danger. And so we pray for safety. It's a large part of our prayers, but I'm telling you, it's much too small of a prayer. And it really isn't a prayer that we see very often in the Bible. God, please keep me safe. God, please watch over my loved ones and keep them safe. God, please make sure everyone's well. We don't still see that as the normative in the word of God. It's too small of a prayer for the great big God that we have. It's kind of like asking, God, just help me survive the day. I mean, there are some days where you just, God, please help me survive the day. But I think if that's my only goal for each day is to just survive, it's too small. But God did not give you the day just to survive. He gave you the day to show his goodness and his love and his kindness. He gave you breath and people in life. There's so much more to our existence in our lives than just survival. It's like asking God, you know, God, I have a marriage here and I'm hoping that I can just tolerate my partner. Marriage is not about tolerating. It's just too small of a prayer. You know, but God, please help me just to be able to stand my kids. That's not really what you want. And that's not really what God wants. So don't let the fear of danger snuff out the boldness, the bigness to which God has called you. And in view of that, I'm going to go to Daniel chapter six to a pretty familiar story of Daniel in the den of lions. And the story is that there is a king named Darius uh, who is a king of the Persians and and in, he's made, he's tricked into making a law that makes it illegal for Daniel to do what Daniel does, which is to pray to his God. And so he signs this law. He puts this decree in writing. And we pick up the story in verse 10. It says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. The example of Daniel in this story to me is a powerful example and a challenging example to us. When we are faced with danger, Daniel finds out that it is a life or death matter to do something as simple as praying. And how does he process that? What goes on in his head? How does he come to the decision to go back up to his upstairs room and open the windows and begin to pray? The greatest work of God in our lives is not to avoid all danger or all sense of danger. Daniel said, so be it. God has called me into this danger and I will face it. I am not expecting and I am not presuming that God will deliver me physically. I am going to go be faithful in what God asked me to do, regardless of the consequences, even consequences of life and death. Because God is at work in much more than just the physical. God is at work always on the eternal forever level. And so Daniel goes and prays. And sure enough, he gets in huge trouble. Verse 15, Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order. 
They brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace, spent the night without eating, without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. The king is unsettled, but we don't hear anything about Daniel. You see Daniel getting dragged into this lion's den and, and sealed inside of it in the dangerous scenario of lions around him all night long. And I wonder what happened in Daniel's head. I've asked this question many times. I've never gotten an answer. And maybe when we get to heaven, I can ask Daniel himself. But when did Daniel know that he was going to be safe? At what point in the night did it occur to him that these lions were not going to eat him? I don't think it's very logical to think that on the way or, or as he prayed that he thought, I will, I'll live through this, or as he was being arrested and dragged to the lion's den, or as he was falling into their den and the stone was shutting. I don't know that at any of those points it was very clear to him, I'm going to be fine. It's kind of what we always do to reassure people. I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And what we mean is all of this physical stuff is going to work out. It's going to look good from a physical standpoint. I don't know if that would have been enough for Daniel's faith there. Daniel had to believe that it was going to be good. It's going to be better than fine. It's going to be great. And here, thousands of years later, we read Daniel's stories and we are challenged that our God is big enough even to ask us to go into danger. And no matter what price we pay, he will always do more with it than anything that we offer or anything that we are sacrificing. God has a plan. And so we can face danger with an unshakable faith that God does not make mistakes. He does not overpay. And whatever he asks us to do, there is an eternal purpose that is so big and so great that it will bring joy forever to our souls if we will trust him. So today, my prayer, hopers, is that we know and we believe that God has this. God has a plan. And even if it looks dangerous, God's plan is good and we are in good hands because we are in his hands.